You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, you can take us on the go with Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, basically anywhere that you listen to your podcast. You can also check out our website, themisfitfaction.com, where you get links to all of our episodes, as well as some content that Paul has written and Rob has written before, too, as well as our merchandise. So, we got a great episode today. In with me in the studio. Wow, this is rough. Sorry, guys. We got Paul. Paul, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Just enjoying the show, Ronnie. <laughs> Thanks. It's been a long day, long morning for Ronnie. Oh, yeah. It's been a long weekend. But long weekend. We're here. We, we survived. Kind of. Uh, we got a nice episode. So just a couple days ago, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium opened up in theaters. So we're going to do our little review on that. Before we do that, we have just a wee bit of news but more just discussion on trailers now really quick before we continue we're not going to keep making small or short jokes this entire time you've already <laughs> said wee bit a nice a nice small episode for you it's not gonna be the whole time no we and that was completely unintentional yeah right but one i think let's start with dc so okay dc we had the flash the so flash. we had a little tv spot in the super bowl and then we had an extended trailer mm-hmm. for it. What are your thoughts, Paul? I mean, I'll go see it. Yeah. It's amazing that Michael Keaton saying that I'm Batman has attracted everyone who, uh, you know, Ezra Miller kidnapped people. Yeah. Like, it's just wild that, like, the, the trailer itself is getting a lot of positive fan reviews and a lot mm-hmm. of positive feedback. And, yeah, obviously we're excited. You know, we're excited to see Keaton and Batfleck and kind of see where this movie's going to send the DC. There's a lot that I like in this trailer. I like how we Barry's new suit looks much better than yes. in, than in any of the concept art that are because we had only seen like a brief teaser for this movie. This movie is like coming out soon. Yeah, like three a, months, something like that. Like it, it's right around the corner. So the fact that this is our first trailer for it was kind of shocking. But then again, they also had to do reshoots on the on the whole ending. Yeah, very, very <laughs> controversial when they pulled Ezra Miller back in in the middle of him being a wanted criminal. Yes. But anywho, interesting. And you know, we said we talked a little bit about the trailer on Cinematic Adventures too, which you guys can check out on our website, themisfitfaction.com. Shameless plug, shameless plug. <laughs> but we talked a little bit about it, and just you know, it's it's weird because we're excited, but at the same, and we we hope that Ezra Miller, you know, whatever they're going through, they're getting the help that they need and all that stuff. Like we, Hollywood also loves a good comeback story. Yeah, you know, look at your Robert Downey Jr. stuff like that. Like you know. <laughs> What? No, every time I hear a comeback story, I think of the Parks and Rec blooper. Oh, let's not say that one out loud. I know exactly which one you're talking about. You can go look it up yourselves, everyone. Yeah, Kim Kardashian. But anyway, so, um, yeah, I'm excited. I do like how they they changed his lightning to the gold in this. I don't know if they're going to explain it in any capacity. We're getting a better look at what this movie's looking like and i think maybe when we get closer we'll talk about the flashpoint paradox i think yeah. maybe we did we do an episode of the flashpoint paradox i feel like we did i know we um, talked about yeah. it yeah but to go back to your change in the lightning i feel like they only change it just so we can differentiate which berry is which i wouldn't be surprised because obviously in this trailer yeah. where there are two berry i wouldn't be surprised if one turns evil or one's not really berry they, yeah. they'll, they'll do something like that it looks like he's also giving his powers to him yeah yeah because in flashpoint that batman helped barry get his powers back because in that timeline he didn't have any powers because yeah. he wasn't the flash because you know he saved his mom's life so blah 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 
but I'm excited it, and I'm I'm curious to see what's going to happen afterwards. What cuz there's yeah. so much there's so much speculation about this movie. There's a lot of thoughts about what's what was taken out, what's still in there, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, blah blah black sheep. But there's we don't know what's going to be happening in this movie until we're finished in the actual theater. Yeah. What about you? Again, I'll definitely go see it. It's it's got my attention. I think the main reason people want to see it I think it's for Keaton, Ben Affleck, and uh, what's her face? Sasha Cole. Thank you. I was going to say even Michael Shannon coming back as Zod. Yeah, that too. I thought Zod was a great villain. Yes. I, I was really kind of upset. I, obviously, we, we've talked about him getting killed off in Man yeah. of Steel, but uh, it's nice to see him back. But this is a great way to reintroduce him mm-hmm. and not have him dead anymore. Yeah. You know? But in the trailer, it's weird because it makes it seem like, well, I guess in this the new Barry in this universe, I guess, was never the Flash. Right. So that's why he doesn't. But then at the same time, it's like he doesn't know about Batman. Because in this, we see him like well, shocked that there's a Batman well, in this universe. Well, he faints. So like it's it's weird. Again, trailers are really sneaky with context and lines and stuff like that. Because it makes it seem like when Barry does whatever he does and changes everything, he goes to this new timeline where Michael Keaton's Batman is the Batman. And the other Barry faints when he sees him. Yeah. So I don't know if it's because, oh my God, that's Batman. Or, oh my God, what is that? Yeah. And also, there's a line in it where he says, and again, the you can't trust trailers with stuff like this, especially when you don't see the actual character saying the line. It's a voiceover where he says, I made a world where there were no metahumans. Yes. So, who knows, like, in all honesty, yeah. what kind of changes we're going to be looking at. Because Flashpoint does a big, does a lot of big changes, Yeah. but I don't know if they have the, the capability to do mm-hmm. it. But yeah, so I think we're both on the same page. We definitely want to go see it, so. But the other trailer, or trailers... I should say, mm. right? Because it's, I think we got two. I could be wrong. Fast but. and Furious. Yeah. Mm. No. Of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Now, this trailer made me more excited to see it than the Flash one. Well, that's usually what a trailer does. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying more than the Flash. You're more excited for Guardians than the I, Flash? I, that's yes. fair. Yes. I think it was the other way around until I saw the trailer, but I think I was just more excited for the Flash to see what they do with Ezra Miller mm. than anything else, but now it's. You know, what What are they doing with the other characters for that? But, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy kind of has me a little intrigued with everything. It The trailer doesn't show too much, though, which is good. It's a very depressing trailer. It's like yeah. a dark trailer. Like, a lot of sad in this one. Yeah. People we, getting tortured. Tortured. You see, at one point, Star-Lord's being carried, you know, to lead to probably speculation that at least At least, gone. I would say at least two of the Guardians are going to die. Yes. I think that's a fair. I think... Drax and Star-Lord. Drax and Star-Lord? I think Rocket and Drax. Yeah? Yeah. You think they're going to keep Chris Pratt? I, didn't see, I mean, they can keep him in any capacity. Yeah. You know? Because just because this is the last Guardians movie doesn't mean it's the last time we see the Guardians. No. Let's not forget. Like, they were in Thor, Love and Thunder, and, yeah. you know, the Avengers movies. Like, people know they exist. So, I'd be okay if, like, they just kind of were back, like, fun cameos type things. Yeah. But it's it looks interesting. And I, you know, again, we'll be first in line at the theater to yeah. go see it. I mean, I feel like you can't go wrong with a Guardians movie. No. You know, like, the first one was really, really good. Mm-hmm. second one was a good movie. So, I'm, I'm hoping that... Third time's a charm. Yeah. You know. Patrick. Sports. Good job. Nailed it. Yay, Paul. Yep. Nailed it. But, yeah, so that's our news for today. So, what we're going to do is we're going to do our little non-spoiler section like we usually do when we, we review a new movie. Yeah, because uh, at the time of recording, yes. this movie's been out for... Two days. Two days. Yes. So... We'll do our non-spoiler, then we'll take a little commercial break. So, non-spoilers. Thoughts, Paul? It was okay. 
Yeah. That was wildly okay. If you like Ant-Man, you'll like this movie enough. It's not mm-hmm. going to blow your way. It's not going to be like, the best Marvel movie ever. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, though. It was it was exactly what I was expecting. And there's a lot of good in it. There, there's some really interesting script choices and some weird editing shots. I think, like, even when we're sitting in the theater, I was like, that's a weird... Yeah. Why, why do they transition? Like, like I mean, we're not, like, film buffs in that regards where we, we, we you know, like, tactical stuff and all yeah. that, but... It, it was it was very strange, and yeah. for this movie takes place all in one quote unquote location the entire time. So, yeah. uh, which I have more more and more questions about the more they introduce the quantum realm. Like, how do they still shrink in the quantum realm? How do they get bigger in the quantum realm? Yeah. I thought they were all subatomic. So, shouldn't they just be able to grow big enough to just get out like Scott did in the first one? I have questions. <laughs> yeah, I'll agree with you that this movie was. To me, it was a good movie. Mm -hmm. It was good. It was solid. It did what it had to do, which was introduce the new big bad for the next phase or two, right? So, I mean, other than that, I kind of agree. Like, some of the choices with the editing was was a little wonky. So, I'm curious as if that was, like, the original plan or if things got cut out and it's on the floor or what the case is. I, I think if you take out... The editing, because I think the script was was good. Obviously, casting it's pretty much all the same people, the mm-hmm. main people, you know. So again, it was a good Ant Man movie, or really good Ant Man movie, I would say. But overall, generally speaking, like MCU wise, middle of the road. That's fair. You know? I it's weird because like the critics are slamming it. Yes, like it's getting ruined on like Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's the only forty six percent. I think Ron. Yeah, one of two movies that uh, MCU movies that actually are rotten. Yeah, which I don't usually put a lot of stock into that. No, but I don't know. It's yeah. it's it's just very down the middle of the road. But it's it's doing better with the uh, the audiences, which was usually yeah. to be expected. But yeah, it's I feel like it's always like that with. Um, with superhero movies in general, it's always the audience score is the complete opposite of what the critics are. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, like it's to be expected. Even Thor: Love and Thunder, as much as we, you know, the more we've thought about that movie, the less we liked it. Yeah. Even that, still, like, I think it's, I think it's still considered positive on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure off the top of my head, but yeah, yeah this movie, it's very small scale. It's very literally, no pun intended. Yeah. Like <laughs> it is. It has no direct effect on any other character. And it actually answers one of the oldest questions. Why don't the other Avengers come? And I think, no spoilers, but Scott at one point says, I've already called the other Avengers and they're on their way. He's lying. But like this is one of the few times where it makes total sense that nobody can come and save them. Yeah. I mean, let's not forget, Scott got lost in the quantum realm for years, quote unquote, even though it was actually just four hours. Yeah. So, or five hours. Five. Five. Yeah, because it was five years later. Yeah. So... It, it's interesting. I would love to learn more about this world. I, I'd watch a, a spinoff of this or a Disney Plus show, oh, like the yeah. Quantum Realm or something like With that. With like the, you know, because I guess it's not really spoiling, but in the movie we find out there was like a re- there's like a rebellion going on. Yes, down like, there against. So King. like yeah, so something like that as like a spinoff Disney Plus show, I think would be cool. I'm still very disappointed that we did not have Luis in here for any sort yeah. of Luis recap. The Luis recaps are probably the best thing. I, I think. They should. What smart way to do it was they should have had him in the beginning of the movie. I think he should have been doing the narrating. That or that, yeah. yeah. You know, like recapping, you know, what happened oh my to God. lead up to this. Point. I would watch that in a heartbeat. I don't, why are we not doing this Disney Plus? Yeah, right. I'd, I'd even watch like so, like 
at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, the, not Quantumania because it's all very confusing, yeah. the, their security business is like thriving. I would love to see like a security business in the MCU. <laughs> I think yes. so, stuff like that is just funny. I, not as a show. As, no. as like a werewolf by night type special, yeah. that'd be really cool for oh, them to yeah. do something like that. And I think it would work if you get Louise and the other guys back. Because uh, what's his face? David Dash... Oh, I can't ever say his... Das Malashian? Yeah. He's in this movie as Veb. He does the voice. Oh, really? Yeah. I saw huh. him... The, yeah, when we were there, I saw him in the in the credits. I was like, who was he? And then I looked and I was like, oh. I did not know that. Yeah. So I, I find that also... I think that that's also what hinders Ant-Man a little bit in this. Yeah. He works best off of the right characters. And it was just... It was a very confined story to him and Cassie were kind of doing one thing while Hope, Janet, and Hank were doing something else. So... Henry. Henry. That's yeah, she, so weird. She calls him Henry, yeah. <laughs> I, I always forget that Hank is just another way of saying Henry. Yeah. Yeah, weird. But anywho, so, yeah, do you want to talk about the cast a little bit first, or do you want to do our spoiler warning, then get into it? Because some, some of the cast alone are a little spoilery. Yeah, so what we'll do is we'll take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to go into spoilers. But first, a quick commercial break. Hey guys, it's Paul, and the Misfit Faction is looking for your help. We are trying to grow not only our network, but also grow our brands, and the best way to do that is if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast. Maybe you guys have been listening to us for a while. Maybe it's something you guys have always wanted to do, but you're not sure how to get started. If you go to podbean.com slash misfitfaction, you guys will get a month of free podcasting on a set as a gift from us. So make sure if you guys are looking to start your own show, you reach out to us and go to podbean.com slash misfitfaction. Also, maybe you guys have your own online business or service that you're always looking to grow and advertising is a very big part of that if you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfit faction you guys can get a hundred dollars worth of free advertising again as a thank you from us to you guys that's sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfit faction welcome back y'all this is your spoiler warning we're gonna go right into some spoilers so we got kang oh wait that's not a spoiler. We knew that. Kang's the bad guy. <laughs> I knew it. Which one? What? Wait, what? But yeah, so what we'll do is we'll kind of run down through the cast. Obviously, starting things off, Mr. Paul Rudd. What a joy he is. I feel like every time we talk about Paul Rudd, we always say the same thing, so it's hard to talk about him. And it's just, he he makes the movie. And you know what's even funnier is... Scott Lang has become a huge celebrity in the world. First, so, like, the first thing we got was his podcast. Because yes. Miss Marvel, they mentioned it. That was one of my favorite lines. That he is the one that told everybody about what happens, you know, throughout yeah. the course of, you know, Endgame and, and how all that happens. So, A, he's already, like, doing things. And then, B, he writes this book. Apparently, you could get this book. Really? Yeah, this book's, like, a real thing that you could actually order. And I, I it's called Look Out for the Little Guy. Yeah. And I, I really do enjoy where we find Scott because you watch Scott's journey and, you know, we're, we're in our 30s. You know, we're both married. You know, Ronnie has a stepdaughter and now a, a baby on the way. Mm-hmm. Ronnie's like, wait, what? Yeah, I do. No. I do. <laughs> and like, so we, our perspective changed throughout the course of these movies. And I find like Ant-Man is the one that really like, as we watch, we, we relate to him in better ways. Yes. So like in the first one, he's a down on his luck kind of guy. And just, he wants to do well by his family and his daughter in particular. And he's just trying to get his life back together. Mm-hmm. And he gets thrown into this world of superheroing. Then the second movie, he's trying to deal with the repercussions of 
being a superhero yeah. and you know the Sokovia Accords and all that. Yeah. So it's nice that this movie starts off with him just happy and in a good yeah. mood, and it ends the same. Again, spoilers. It ends the same way for the most part. Yeah. So I found it very interesting that again, this movie is very self-contained. It is very mm-hmm. here's our our story. It's here, and there will be ramifications. But yeah. you know, for the most part, like Scott's just a happy guy. And spoiler alert: nobody died. Yeah. I'll even argue that Kang's actually still alive. Again, oh, yes. we, we, we warned you. Yep. But and we'll talk about Kang in a second, but I will argue that Kang's still alive in some capacity. Obviously we saw the, the Council oh, yeah. of Kings. But I don't know. For, we were really putting money down that Scott Lang was not gonna survive. Yeah, I th- I think when we kinda talked about this, I don't remember when we talked about it last on air, but you know, I know we talked about oh, who's gonna die and everything, what do we expect? And I think we both said bye bye, Scott. Yeah. You know, obviously we don't want that we thought scott we thought hank yeah i think we thought janet at one point yeah i think during the movie i think it was like oh she did yeah we we always kind of assumed that hope and cassie were going to survive yeah why recast cassie if you're not going to keep her (laughs) yeah which is another thing apparently they said recently that there are no intentions of doing a young avengers movie i was like sure yeah okay that's why you only have like 12 year olds three quarters of the young avengers right now i even say more at this point like it's wild yeah true so I really did enjoy, and the only thing that really weirded me out about Scott Lang was at the end when he's charging into battle and he's grown, he's, it's just the way that he's talking is very strange. He's like, Kang, you made a promise to me. I was like, yeah, they definitely added that in post. That, that was something that was oh, not yeah. probably a part of the original script. No. But it was very strange. What did you think, Scott? Again, it, it's just Scott Lang. He's you know, I mean, a gem. he's... He is the same in every movie he's been in, yet at the same time, like, there's always growth with him, mm-hmm. you know? You know, starting in the first one, like you said, he's, like, you know, almost, like, depressed, like, almost reluctant reluctant to be the superhero and everything, and now he's, like, I am the superhero, Which even is... though people think he's Spider-Man. That was the best. <laughs> and then he gets charged $12 for a coffee. <laughs> because... And at the end of the movie, that's $12. Well, it's even funnier is that they thought he was Spider-Man. People hated Spider-Man, I thought. Yeah, right? It was weird. <laughs> but one thing that I will say, though, is like it, it was very jarring that when they go to the Quantum Realms, you know, Scott's like, this isn't our fight. We're not here to help them. Yeah. And, you know, like it causes the tension between him and Cassie. I was like, that's really out of place for Scott, you know, yeah. the look out for the little guy kind of guy. So I was that was again I get it because like he just wants to protect his daughter right now. Yes. His, the stakes are different for him in this. Yeah. Like in Endgame, he wanted. I mean, I hate to say it, Scott's a little selfish. Yeah. He, like he wasn't he wasn't trying to bring everybody back for the sake of bringing people back. He wanted hope back. Yes. So I don't know. Like, but he's relatable. Like it's not oh, ever. Yeah. He's not malicious. He's not vindictive. And again, he goes to help Captain America because yeah. he's like. You know, this is the right thing to do. Yeah. He, he basically is like... There's layers to Scott. Exactly. He's like, I'm doing this for my reasons. If I help other people at the same time, okay. Yeah. You know, but ma- mainly it's, I want to help out people I care about, I love. You know, it's a bonus to help others, basically. Mm-hmm. Moving on down the list, we had Evangeline Lilly as Hope Van Dyne or Wasp. Um they did not give her a lot in this movie. No. The only thing they gave her was a haircut. Yeah, that, that, I think even <laughs> Modoc mentions that. Yeah. I feel like it, it was weird because in the last movie, she was like such a big part. Yeah. And, you know, obviously they put her as second billing. And, you know, in the title too. Yeah. It's very, she almost felt like an afterthought. Yeah, this was almost like more focused on Cassie. Cassie and Scott. Scott 
and Janet. Which I'm fine with. Yeah. You know, we had Hope's story told in two movies, and obviously, but like, she's the main character. Yeah. I did like how in the beginning of the movie, they did address the fact that she's using pin particles to help with things like deforestation yes. and, and starvation. I was like, finally. Yeah. Like, we, that is one thing about these movies. Like, they could solve a lot of problems. Yeah. Well, that was like the whole thing with, you know, like in Black Panther and everything was mm. using the vibranium. T- to help the world out and everything and not keep it a secret. And here it's the complete opposite. It's like, yeah, no, there's no doubt we are going. Which is, well, because it's help. funny because in the first Ant-Man movie, the whole point was for them to stop Darren from figuring out the pin particle. Yeah. And so it's, it's great that we're finally here and like, you know, they're doing well. And it's nice that Scott could just, you know, do book tours and read, his, <laughs> listen to his own audiobook. <laughs> yeah, right. Dying. Like, that's like... <laughs> They're Not gonna lie, car. I've I've listened to our podcast before. Yeah, mostly just to hear. Obviously, when I do editing, quote yeah. unquote editing, <laughs> I have to you know listen to some of it. Yeah. But it's it's it, I was dying. But again, I feel like Wasp as as cool because she was awesome in Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Like she was really cool. Like she was like the the real fighter in that. Like yeah. she, she was. T- she, you gave her wings and blasters. Oh yeah. The only thing she really did in this movie was. At the end of the movie, mm. when, when she saved Scott. Which was a great moment. Oh, yes. I thought, I was shocked. I thought they were going to leave him down there for a second. Yeah. All they had to do was press the button. <laughs> yeah, right? And that was a weird creative choice where, like, the portal opens and Scott just says, let's go home. Like, yeah. he knew that it was there. I was like, turn around. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought, I really thought that they were going to leave him there. I did too. That that's the way, and that's the way they made it seem too. When the portal opened up, and then all of a sudden he, he pushes Cassie through because mm-hmm. he's. I I don't know if he saw Kang or what the case was, you know. But he pushes her through, and he's got the battle. And you're sitting there, and you're going, "No, now he's gonna die, or oh, now he's gonna get stuck in the quantum realm." And then <laughs> all of a sudden, it's just nope. Boom, just like that. It's just a click of the button, opens back up. Here comes Wasp to save the day. And it's like, it was that easy. So it was, they weren't going to ever leave him. They didn't, you know, like for us, it almost made it seem like there was nothing they can do to open up the door again. Like mm-hmm. it had to, you know, it could only last 10 seconds and then it disappears forever. Yeah, it was a little, you know? a little, a little strange. So. All right, you want to talk about him? Talk about the big man? Ooh. Cassie Link? No. <laughs> Jonathan Majors, yes. man. Kang the Conqueror. All right, so anyone else get scared? Kang was very intimidating, right? I, I will, yes. I will say it. Right, not scared as in like frightened, scared, but like scared in, as in like this dude is nuts. What is he gonna do? Like you know, I think he was amazing. Yeah, he they did a really good job, and his suit and everything. When it, he it all got, worked. Oh, there was, I, I can't think of anything they did wrong when it came to Kang. So, they did a, gr- a lot of great things. First of all, Jonathan Majors is really good. Yes. He was great as, you know, when he portrayed uh, He Who Remains yep. on Loki. I had to remind Melanie about who, who Kang was. She's yeah. like, who's Kang? I was like, he was in Loki, the variants, yeah. and all that stuff. Which is still very confusing. Yeah. Yeah, but... So we knew that he had the right chops beforehand, and I was really excited to see what he was going to bring as Kang. And he does not disappoint. Kang was scary. He was intimidating. He the pro, the thing is like there was really no way that a single Avenger could have beaten him. Yeah. It's not like you know like Thor beat Malekith or you know like yeah. all these characters like one on one you know Captain America beat somebody Red Red, 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 Red Skull Red Skull. 
So for me, like watching him just kind of tear apart Scott Lang and Cassie, like barely even moving, just kind of flicking his hand yeah. around. That was already like enough, but the the look really worked. It, that was a weird suit to have to try and adapt, and I think they did it right. Yeah, and just like him shooting his energy blast and his shields and stuff like that, he was really, really yeah. good. It's a shame he wasn't in a better written movie. Yes, my thing though is like, so he's this big bad OP guy. How did he lose? They tricked him. But what I'm saying is like with like at the end with like Wasp, like he got defeated by that like he was able to stop cassie and scott well because his armor was so destroyed without his without his tech he's he's like a lot like iron man without his tech he's not nearly as powerful and that's the only reason he was able to conquer the quantum realm say that four (laughs) times fast woof was because he was able to get his suit back at least yeah and that's why he was able to use that technology so i the the ant thing was a little weird I did notice, yeah. though, when, when we were watching the movie, that the ants fell in there with him. Yes. And I was waiting to see if there was going to be a payoff to that, or if they just killed a bunch of ants. Yeah. No fun named ants in this one. No. I was kind of, Anthony! <laughs> Still breaks my heart watching yeah, that. Yeah, right. And then I think he had Antonio Banderas. Yep, like, he had some fun ones. Yeah. Ulysses S. Grant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, the whole time, I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, all right, when are the ants coming? Yeah. You know, you knew it, especially when, you know, they were... Who was it? One of the people of the rebellion or whatever was like, "What's an ant? What's an ant? Do we have those down here?" You oh, know? it was uh, Bill Murray. Bill Murray said that. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Talk about a wasted cameo. We're gonna talk about that in a second. Yeah. But what a waste. Oh, that's a disappointment. But, but yeah, jo- Jonathan Majors, I think, killed it as always. Now I'm know. curious to see what they're gonna do because obviously at the end in the mid credit scene we see the Council of Kangs and it's yes. like hundreds of these Kangs. Some of them are are actually notable ones from the comics: Immortus, Ramatut, and Scarlet Centurion, and uh, Victor Timely in the in the post credit scene. Yeah, those are all comic book accurate versions of Kang the Conqueror. So I'm curious to see if because obviously the Conqueror quote unquote was supposedly killed in this movie. Yeah, like shrunk into oblivion. But we've seen that that doesn't always work and that there are various different cases. Yes. And he does say that his death is going to bring about something way worse. Yeah. So basically we find out that the Kangs find out that an Avenger killed one of them. And they're like, well, they're getting too powerful then. Yeah. We need to do something about it. They're touching the multiverse. like yes. Because when they killed He Who Remains, the timelines all started splitting. Yeah. Again, something I feel – they showed them in this. Yeah. I, I still feel like we have not seen a whole lot of – you know, no. Ex- at least some explanation, please. Yeah, that, that's what happens when the, you mix time travel with multiple realities. Yes, you you can't explain anything, Mm-mm. and then it makes the audience try to figure it out themselves. And when that happens, it's you have a million different definitions or variations and everything, and everyone's opinion, like almost in a way, doesn't matter because no one knows the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, my brain hurts already. Right. <laughs> so we are really in the world the year of the multiverse though yes. which is awesome considering our our name of our show yeah right and just <laughs> it's it's wild that the, the studios used to fight this stuff like they were like no it's too confusing we're still gonna go see it in the theaters oh, we're yeah. still gonna like you know yeah. and this movie you know speaking of seeing it in theaters we're getting ahead of ourselves but it, it's made its money oh yeah i want to say almost 200 235 million as of right now not too shabby if yeah. you ask me i don't know what it's what's it called what the, it the budget? Uh, the budget was, but yeah, I mean, the box office is already $225.3 I mean, it's opening weekend. That's not bad. Not at all. That's not bad. Not at all. 
All, All right. right. We're going down the cast list, though? Let's keep going. Next up, we have a newbie to kinda. the MCU. Kinda. Well, yeah. Kinda. Why kinda? I mean, Cassie Lang's been around. Well, I, I was talking about the actress. Oh, okay. Catherine Newton from Supernatural. Supernatural. Yes. Yeah. And Detective Pikachu. Yes. I really like Catherine Newton. I thought she was better in this because we, we've talked about Supernatural and we've talked about characters we don't like on Supernatural. And Claire Novak was one of those characters that nobody really liked. Yeah. And she got worse, which is strange. Like She was great with like Dean and stuff like that. Yeah. And even her when cast. But yeah, we Catherine Newton did not have a big following. But like we yeah. never... 99% of the time, we will never hate an actor for a character they play. No. Because that's a job. Yes. And that is... A, it's not real. No. Like, despite the fact that we're sitting here talking about it... It's called acting. It's called acting. But I, I thought she did fine. Yeah. It, the, I think the only benefit of having Cassie Lang at this point is because she's been around, but yeah. we don't know anything about her. No. And we got to know... A little bit about her because, you know, in the beginning of the movie when they're talking about, you know, she built this device to send the beacon down to the quantum realm. And Which, she's like, what do you shut up? What do you think shut, I was supposed to do for the five years? Everyone shut was gone? up. No, not. Why is everybody so freaking smart? <laughs> there is no everybody is smart. They're good looking. What is this? A CW show? Well, kind of. <laughs> what is it? What's the line that from Supergirl? You look like the ethnically diverse but non-threatening okay. cast, cast of a CW, CW show. show. Yes. Oh my God! So one of the best lines. Yeah. Who is it? Yeah, the editor from yeah. from Supergirl. Oh my, Calissa Flockhart. Yes. It's driving me crazy. Cat Grant. There yep. it is. Cat Grant. But oh, so one of the best lines in a Supergirl yeah. property ever. <laughs> it was so accurate. But yeah. you know, like she's there. I. She was I don't kinda, know. I could I could see her doing more. I did like some of the stuff with her. Yeah, her learning how to actually throw a punch yes. was was a lot of fun and, and some good payback. Jumping click, jumping click. So I'm really glad though that they made her have such a strong learning curve. Like yes. even by the end of it, she still was. She had to convince Modok to help them, not yeah. beat him into helping them. Yes, which I think it shows enough of a difference between her and because the problem also is. You have Ant-Man and Wasp, who have very similar powers, but at the same time, very different powers. Yeah. Like, you know, Ant-Man getting bigger was becoming more of his thing. Yeah. And Wasp could obviously fly on her own and shoot blasts. Then you had Cassie, a.k.a. Stature in the comics, yeah. who could just shrink or get big now. I did like the the little callback when she actually took the, the growing disc and put it in. Yes. Just like how that's how Scott got out of the quantum realm. But, yeah, I, I, she was there. I, yeah. She's she's more cat. She's more plot progression yeah. than anything else. I think she. I truly believe that she's in there a for plot progression and just a young Avengers. We know it's going to happen, even though they're saying it's not happening. It's think, happening. But in all honesty, if they just call it Avengers and have you know these well, yeah. young actor, these young superheroes in that's take fine. over. Oh yeah, like they don't have to call it Young Avengers. No. They can still call it Avengers. But yeah, and and this was good too. Like you said, with her growing pains, like she had a figure this out in battle mm -hmm. everyone else was able to figure it out like in a training montage just you know outside of their house or whatever it may be you know right but she's like gotta figure this out on the go and you know she kind of held her own for someone that's never really done it before i'm just curious as to the suit what what it can actually do you know because i know like ant-man can technically can he can control ants mm -hmm. Other than just getting big and small, you know, but, yeah, you know, according to, you know, comics, she's just going to be able to get 
Big and small. Big and small. Nothing to do with ants. Which I'm fine with, in all honesty. Like, yeah. Because, again, she's not called Ant Girl. No. Oh, my God. Imagine. I'm curious to see if they ever call her anything. Yeah, she's one of those other characters. She has been called Ant Girl. So, notable aliases. Stature is her biggest one. Stinger, Ant Girl, and Giant Girl. Okay. And self-sized manipulation is kind of her thing. Yeah. But... I don't know. Like, I would like to see her maybe interact with some of the other super. Here, you know what my issue is? We need more reluctant superheroes, and that's why I think I like Scott in this one because he yeah. was a little bit more of the reluctant superhero. That that's the one thing that's missing because all of these superheroes are just excited to be superheroes. Which yeah. don't get me wrong, I would be too. But I would also on a Saturday night be sitting on the couch going, "Oh, I gotta get up." Yeah. Like, we need more of that. I think like the you know, or even like your darker antiheroes. I'd love to see some. We unfortunately we're not getting different shades anymore of superhero. Yeah, and that's why I think I think that's why the DCEU had such a bigger has such like a big following still because their characters weren't all bright and shiny and happy and all that stuff. Yeah. You had a lot more like you put the Avengers in the room with the with Zack Snyder's Justice League. The Avengers are all very similar. Yeah, and they, and I could see them hanging out, having a beer, doing all these things like they did in Age of Ultron. You got Zack Snyder's Justice League where. Like Batman's not gonna go socialize, yeah. And like Superman may be more like, hey, let's let's hang out, guys. Yeah, you know, and you know, Aquaman's be like, I'm gonna go have some fish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, it that's the one problem with with Marvel. There's not a whole lot of different. Ver- they're all very similar to yeah. each other, especially you know with the quips and all that stuff. Sometimes it's a little much. Yeah. But I, I'm debating on if we even want to talk about the Freedom Fighters. We'll go through them really quick. Yeah. Because I thought Veb was actually really funny. And the fact yeah. that it was David Dashmashalashman, that guy. Yeah, that Polka Dot Man. That, that it was Polka Dot Man. Yeah, exactly. the real king of the multiverse. Yeah. Somebody posted a, a picture, like you know, the secrets of the multiverse is actually this guy, and it shows him in all these different. I was like, oh my god, I forgot <laughs> how many things he's done comic book wise. Yeah. Like he's been in a lot of stuff. I like him though. Yeah. I want. I, I hope he gets more and more success. But Veb. Have, yeah, as Veb, and then yeah. we have Katie O'Brien as Gentora. Who I liked her. Yeah. I, I thought she was she was her and Cassie were, were a lot of fun together. Like yes. my plan was to get you out and now I got nothing. Yeah. You got something for me? Yeah. William Jackson Harper as Quaz. I just started watching The Good Place with him in it and yes. that was a pleasant surprise to yep. see him there. And uh, that's it was funny because when he popped up on screen, because again, I think I've seen season one. I'm almost maybe, done with maybe season some one. Of, maybe some of season two of The Good Place. And the whole time I was sitting there, I was like, who is he? Because he's got a beard in this and a cool outfit and no glasses. (laughs) Let's see. And he's a telepath. And he's a telepath. I like the the visual thing. That was really cool. And and that was actually surprisingly where most of the best comedy came from. It was the telepath stuff. (laughs) Stop thinking that. I'm sorry. (laughs) Stop thinking it. Stop thinking it. I can't help it. Bill Murray as Lord Krylar. What a a waste. Yeah. I thought he was going to have a little bit more. I don't have a problem with Bill Murray being a bad guy. No. But this just gave me Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. Or not Ghostbusters Afterlife, like uh, Answer the Call, I think is the, the, oh, the official yeah. title they gave it. The female Ghostbusters. Yeah. It gave me that vibe, and I was like, oh, I don't like it. No. Yeah. I mean, it was... I think if we got a little bit more mm-hmm. to it, you know, because, again, he, he played a bad guy, but not really, like, a major... But not bad guy. Yeah, but not bad guy. Yeah. No, but, like, he, he was, like, the setup guy. Really, yeah. he just set them up to be taken by Kang's people, whatever they Kang's were called. Kang's peoples. You know. He had one scene, and that was it. Yeah. Waste. But apparently him and Janet were doing it. Yeah. 
And I, I, I'm sorry. I like that when they're on the ship. Sorry, I had needs. And I never want to think about like obviously Ronnie and I are both happily married to our significant others. Yes. I can't ever imagine like them disappearing for thirty years. Yeah, and then suddenly coming back, and you're like, oh, well, this is awkward. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know it's just that's. Yeah. Only in comic books. Like, oh, yeah. They have not addressed that in any of the blip stuff. No. Like, they've talked about the blip a lot, and they've done some good things with it. But imagine, fi- like, five years? That's yeah. a long time. Five years for the blip, but imagine 30 years. Oh. Like, you you know, you know, but it was just funny. It's like, I have needs. What know? are the legal repercussions? <laughs> yeah, the whole, I, that was really funny. And, yeah. And Hope's like, stop! Stop, stop it! <laughs> Hank's like... There was this I one. Went on one date. <laughs> oh, and he drops the Indiana Jones line. Well, what was wrong with her? She wasn't you, sweetheart. Yeah. All right, Hank. He, <laughs> all right, let's talk about Hank and Janet, because Hank's even more wasted in this. And he, oh my God, Michael Douglas looks old. Yeah. He looks younger in the quantum realm with like the duster on. Yeah, and, like, right. <laughs> walking with the ants, all dramatic. I, he was there. Yeah. He didn't really have anything to do other than the very end and mm-hmm. then stick his hand in some jelly yeah and some jelly you know. i don't think you're ready for that jelly <laughs> no like he he was there he was inter- I, I find it interesting that uh, cassie calls him grandpa hank yeah i thought that was a little strange but okay are are hank and are excuse me are hope and scott married i don't think so i don't think so i feel either. like they would have said if they were yeah but maybe we'll get a recap next time by Luis. yeah maybe and we'll talk a little bit more about uh, Janet, because she, we find out a lot more about her, yes. and that she did some shady things. Oh yeah, she killed people. Yep, she she killed people. She helped Kang, not knowing he was Kang. Obviously, you know, she actually was the one that saved his life at first. You know, when he crashed into the quantum realm, or he got banished, banished there, banished there to the quantum realm. You know, she was the one to explore and in a way like save his life and then he ended up saving her life at the same time basically mm-hmm. and then we see that she helped him rebuild his ship yeah using um, also whatever they could find down there yeah so i i found all that stuff really interesting i like seeing a little bit more about what she did i also like seeing why she couldn't shrink anymore because she yeah. her her like he damages her suit yeah and it was great to see her actually shrink i was like oh yeah that's right she's you know she had the suit too yeah but which is they I really wish that they had made like a line like, hey, we used to think that you would just keep shrinking for eternity forever and ever, but eventually yeah. you stop. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. That, and that's, yeah. that's always the thing that confuses me. Because it's more like you're not even like shrinking down to the quantum realm. It's almost like you're teleporting there at this point. Yeah. They, pretty soon they'll make a door. You can just go. <laughs> In and out. Put how, a lock on it though. How long do you think it actually took between, like during this movie? How long do you think they were actually down there? I, I feel like it was probably like an hour. So like four minutes our time. I don't know. It's it's weird, right? Well, no. So I, I think it might have been an hour, hour time, and maybe like a day. Yeah, down not, there, not right. Very long is that time. how it goes? Right, a day down there is an hour. No, because remember he was gone there for five years, but it was only five hours to him. Okay, so so who year, knows? So like, okay. but again, Whatever. it's always different. That was just yeah. more of a fun question to yeah. annoy everyone. I, I feel I feel like it was probably like long enough for coffee prices to change. Apparently, yeah, right. <laughs> Twelve dollars. That's what you get for living in San Francisco. Yeah, and I can say that I'm a native San Franciscan. San Franciscan. Yeah, is that what they say? San Diego. <laughs> F you, San Diego. <laughs> Great Odin's beard. Oh, anyway, man. but I, I did like learning a little bit more about Janet. I like seeing some some nuance. I like seeing yes. some sides to her. But let's talk about the one that we 
that was very hit or miss the entire time, and that is Corey Stoll returning yeah. as Darren, Cla- Darren Cross slash Modoc. You were not familiar with Modoc at all. No. Okay. So Modoc has a much. He's he's gotten quite a following as of recent years. They just did a show of of Modoc, mm-hmm. like an animated, like a claymation almost, like a robot chicken style show. Okay. With Pat Oswalt doing the voice. Yeah. He's he's uh he's gotten a, quite a following. He was just in the Avengers game. That's you know finally getting decommissioned. Mm-hmm. But it it was weird. Yeah. Seeing. So I mean, I liked it. I really did. Yeah, I think if you don't know the character, you're probably like, what is that thing? But then, like, if you look up the character... Mm-hmm. Mechanized that, organism ba- designed only for killing. Yeah. I like how Scott actually pointed out, you mean it'd be Modfa, Modoc. Mo- Modoc, yeah. But, like, if you look at what Modoc looks like in the comics, that's the best you can do. That is the best you can do. The fact uh, that Unless they, you go all CGI. The fact that they were know? even able to do it. But then everybody's been posting pictures of <laughs> Shark Boy and Lava Girl, Mr. Yes. Electric, played by, help me out here, George oh. Lopez. Oh, yes, yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> like, they did do it better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. But, I mean, like, that's the best you could do with, oh, yeah. with a character that looks like that, you know? Um, but, I mean... I thought it was smart the way that they did it. Like, he, it was basically from him getting shrunk down and deformed. Yes. I thought his redemption was stupid. I, but it yeah. was funny, though. Like, oh, yeah. I am an Avenger. Yeah. yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> At least I died in Avenger. We really are brothers now. What? You just see the hand the, coming Oh my up. god, the hand. <laughs> I just noticed how little your legs are. Again, like, I think he was just comedic relief. Not that you really need a comedic relief, because there was plenty of comedy in here. But he was still scary. Like, he, still, he was still was a very formidable yes. force. I, I, When the helmet came down, he looked a lot better, I think. Yeah. But it was just the face. The, the face was His rough. Face. Sometimes it looked really good, and then other times it was rough. Yeah. Um. Again, though, that, that's your uncanny valley. That's also – the mind can only believe so much seeing it, no matter how good the effects are. Oh, like yeah. Sometimes you're just like, oh. Yeah. But And then, obviously, we had our post credit scene featuring appearances by Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson. Yeah. And they are going to see a performance by Victor Timely, who is a Kang variant in the comics. Yes. And apparently goes back in time to try and create – like, put technology in place earlier in the timeline so he could beat the Avengers. Yes. Wild time travel is yeah. rough, and when, when they said they were going to do Kang, I was like, my brain already hurts because yeah. Kang is a very complicated mm-hmm. villain, yeah. But that was we a also fun had oh, Jimmy on. Woo, that's right, Jimmy Woo. Jimmy I like that Woo at the beginning. <laughs> they were actually hanging out doing magic tricks. <laughs> Jimmy Woo is a character oh. again, he is such a great addition to the MCU because A, I, I love the actor, I think he's really yes. funny. B, he's a normal guy in this extraordinary world, and he holds his own. He's a, he's very yeah. Phil Coulson-y. Oh, yeah. And again, I liked – it was him and Scott. Because yeah. now Scott's not a criminal. They repealed the Sokovia Accord. Yeah. So I want, he probably sued – probably sued the government. Yeah, right. Yeah, they are, but I just love because, you know, they kind of – it was a little bit of like a payoff because at the end of um, – wow, I'm drawing a blank. Whatever movie when he comes off of his house arrest. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. We've well, seen you, Scott. Yeah. Where? <laughs> the two, I, again, he that, was like, he was like, maybe, maybe we can go out like to coffee I, or something. That was, <laughs> that was really weird. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, w- I wish we had had some dialogue between them though. That would have been really good. Yeah. Or him telling him the story at the end. Like, yeah. It should have ended with him sitting with Luis telling him the story. Yeah. And Luis saying something like, "That was a long story, man. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Shorten that up a little bit." <laughs> but no, I. Again, I think the casting for this, I think we all agree was was spot on the um, exception of bill murray anybody could have played that role oh yeah anybody I, could have done it. I, 
that's that's why I'm like, how much of this movie is left on the cutting room floor? I wouldn't be surprised if a lot. You know, because I feel like Bill Murray probably had more to do than just, you know, what? Two and a half, three minutes of screen time? I would have liked to see the flashback of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but So let's give our final thoughts mixed with our Star City rating. Paul, why don't you go first? I'm going to give this movie a solid three. It is not my favorite Ant-Man movie, but it is definitely worth a, a rewatch. It's worth rewatching just for the Kang stuff, in mm-hmm. all honesty. And then it's still got that snappy dialogue, and I love Scott Lang and all that. So I'm going to give it a three. It may go up, though, upon a second viewing. Okay. All right. I, I agree. I actually was talking with someone yesterday because they were going to go see it. They mentioned to me they were going to go see it. And I told them, I said, listen, it's a it's a good Ant-Man movie. I And I told... I told him, I said, I, I give it three out of five. You know, I said, it, I said, it's above average, good movie. It, it does what it was supposed to do, mm-hmm. right? And what it was supposed to do was introduce Kang. You know, we got that and it was great. So, you know, it, it like I said, it did its job. Again, the, the jump cuts, you know, in the middle of the movie were kind of a little wonky. Towards the end, it, there wasn't as many and it wasn't as jarring as it was in like the middle area of the movie, like the second act. So again, I think if you like Ant-Man, you're going to like this movie. And if you don't like Ant-Man, why are you watching this movie? Yeah. Right. Also, why don't you like Ant-Man? But you know, the comedy in this there, there's plenty of comedy, but it's not forced and it's not over the top. Right. Right. It's subtle and everything just like, you know, Paul Rudd's comedy usually is it's very, very quippy. Yeah. Like, he, and he just his delivery is always just so good. Yeah, it you doesn't know. ever. The thing, like, you look at the difference between him and like Tony Stark. Tony Stark sounds like somebody's writing his jokes for him. Yeah. Paul Rudd, when he do, does delivery, it sounds very just natural, yeah. very organic. Like what? Yeah. Like Iron Man's reading from a script, or like scratch that. Robert Downey Jr.'s reading from a script. Paul Rudd's just kind of talking. Yes. And there's probably a lot more improvising on Paul Rudd's part. Yeah. Not to say either either is better or the other. Oh it's no, just, just difference in comedy. Yeah, and, and you know we always we always rag on Marvel for being quippy, but like this quippy type of stuff works right. for Ant Man. You know you don't need Iron Man to be so quippy or Captain America. Also, you know. I don't need a serious Ant Man. Yes, <laughs> that's who. That's what Hank Pym was. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, you at times you need serious, but. Overall, you don't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's going to wrap us up for our discussion on Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Manium. But before we go, we do have our fan feedback Friday. All right. This week, what is your favorite guilty pleasure superhero movie? All right. Let's see. We have The Spirit, Batman 66, Daredevil, Green Hornet, and Dragon Ball Evolution. I'll still argue it's a superhero movie. Really? I can. It's closer to a superhero movie than uh, anything else. Yeah, I guess so. But I, I'll allow it, I guess. Oh, good, because I already read it. <laughs> but if you guys want to participate in Fan Feedback Friday, it's super easy. Just go on Facebook, look up the Multiverse Fancast. Every Friday between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the question will pop up, so make sure you guys like it and comment on it, because sometimes they're really very entertaining. Cinematic had a good one with the, the, oh, yeah. the Hogwarts houses this week. Yep. But uh, if you guys want more of our content, you can find us on all social media. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. Just type in either the Multiverse Fancast or the Misfit Faction. Odds are you'll find some of our stuff. 
Great job. Thanks, man. Worked hard on that one. I'm sure you did, reading off that script. I don't even have a script. Stop. Haha, <laughs> they don't know who's telling the truth. Start the video. <laughs> We're going to start doing video podcasts we right I'm now. <laughs> yeah, start live streaming it. All right, so that's going to wrap us up. As always, I'm Ronnie. And I'm Paul. And we'll be back in a flash. See ya. That's what Ronnie says. That is. Stupid. <laughs>